now for the Legal Mumble Jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. Salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Live from the beautifully bodacious and wonderfully spacious Fuck If I Know Studios, located in wonderful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania, it is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. As always, I am your continued host, Frank the Lunatic. Thank you for joining me for another episode of me ranting, raving, bitching, and moaning about topics you probably don't give a shit about whatsoever. So remember to sit back and ask yourself this very important question in life. With all the podcasts out there, why the hell am I listening to him? You know, it's amazing. Uh, presidents fuck up a lot. They do. There's no such thing as a perfect president, you know, including our forefathers, George Washington, everybody. Every president has a fuck-up. And every president has an agenda, no matter how evil their agenda is, like uh, Jumpin' Joe Magoo's agenda is. Um, but priorities, they, they tend sometimes these presidents and their uh, their administration, their advisors and that, they just get off track on what's really important to the American people. So with everything going on with the rising energy prices, rising fuel prices... Rising prices of homes, cars, things like that. Even though, you know, uh, President Magoo says everything's getting better, it's not. But with all the things out there that are bothering Americans, that are on Americans' minds right now, there was one problem ultimately that I guess they, Ameri- they thought the American people forgot about that they need to tackle that's more important than rising energy cost, more important than the rising prices of houses and cars, more important than people losing jobs, you know, because of automations and cutbacks and that due to the economy. Nope. The most important thing on President Jumpin' Joe Magoo's administration's minds is to phase out fluorescent light bulbs. Yes, people, you've heard it here. Well, you might have heard it other places too, but that that is the most important thing right now on the administration's minds. Not the fact that energy costs are out the fucking yin-yang. No, phasing out fluorescent bulbs. What good does... What difference does it fucking make? Really? If you don't have a fucking job anymore and you you lost your fucking house, it ain't gonna matter what type of fucking light bulbs you have. Unbelievable. These fucking yam bags. Anyhow, so President Jumpin' Joe Magoo's administration has unveiled unveiled a um, new proposed rule. Now, it hasn't happened yet. But if it takes over, if it gets enacted, it's going to phase out fluorescent light bulbs. 
and basically, as they, they say, move the U.S., no, force the U.S. consumers to buying LED bulbs. Yes, they are more energy efficient, but they do cost more money as well. You know, there are cheaper ones out there, but of course, you buy the cheaper ones, they don't last as long as issues and that. And this is all through the Department of Energy, which is really amazing. The Department of Energy, who should be concerned with rising energy costs. Nope, they too are just concerned with the fact that there are fluorescent light bulbs out there. The big evil. Ooh, no, that's right. Rising energy prices are not the evil thing in this administration's eyes. Nope, fucking light bulbs are. What a fucking yambag this guy is. I want, you know, I want any of you idiots... Really? No, you know what? I'll, I'll be, I'll say it more politely. Any of you fucking moronic assholes that actually voted this fucking yambag into office, please, please, by all means, give me a call. Call back my uh, listener feedback line at 570-503-6585. I want to hear from some of you assholes that actually voted for this asshole who's putting all these ridiculous things or, or proposing these ridiculous things instead of tackling the true fucking issues out there. I, I want to know, like, is this really an important thing on your fucking mind, on Democrats' minds? Fucking light bulbs? Anyhow, the ruling, if it goes through, would... And, and of course, they said by the time this actually goes into effect, it would be at the end of his first term. Like, this asshole's going to have a second term? Apparently, they, they, they assume that this jackal that we have sitting in the White House is going to have a second term. But anyhow, the rule wouldn't take effect until then. You know, that way, in case uh, Jumpin' Joe Jackass doesn't get in again, please, God, don't let him get in again. It'll just fuck over the next president's administration. Anyhow, so they want to double the efficiency level of light bulbs from 45 lumens per watt to over 120 for the most common light bulbs, which, of course, fluorescent bulbs and regular bulbs cannot attain. As some of you may know, um, President Obimbo, his administration tried to phase out regular light bulbs. I'm not sure exactly whatever happened with that. I know there was a lot of talk about it. I don't know if that ever passed because regular light bulbs are out there. But President um, Obimbo wanted to phase out electric light bulbs for fluorescent light bulbs. Imagine that one. And, of course... Jumpin' Joe was part of that administration, but now Jumpin' Joe's, you know, oh no, you know, now fluorescents are bad. So I guess it's basically he's saying that his former boss there, President Obimbo, didn't know what he was doing either. I guess it runs in the, in the, uh, I was going to say it runs in the family. I guess it runs in the house. How about that one? Um, they want to accelerate what the White House National Climate Advisor Ali Zadi says his increasing shift in the marketplace towards LED lighting over the last decade. Yes, there has been an increase, okay? Yes, there has been an increase on it. I understand that. Why not give Americans the choice to purchase what they feel is the most economic, economic thing for them, first of all, instead of having this whole Democrat socialism thing that we are going to force things on people. We want people to buy things and do things a certain way. So we're going to force people to buy certain fucking products. Okay, because this is America, and apparently we don't have a choice anymore, at least under the um, Jumpin' Joe administration. 
And yes, they say it ultimately leads to savings for consumers. But of course, the price involved for some people to have to redo their house with LED lighting, you know, that's a little costly. If, again, you are a local, lower working class person like myself, you know, trying to convert everything over, especially like in your basements and that with um, lighting that you might have in there. Some people might argue, well, you can buy the LED replacement bulbs. Not true. LED replacement bulbs for fluorescent lighting, like in your basement, those long tube ones, or in your bathrooms, will only work if you had newer um, of these fixtures, newer fixtures. The older ones that a lot of people like us have in our homes are not capable of actually handling those bulbs. And they don't work properly. I've already tried it. It just, it, they won't work. I've tried it in my house. They won't work now. They're saying this mandate, you know what a mandate is? A mandate is a rule made by politicians saying this is what you have to do. You have no fucking choice. So this mandate is in order to help Americans save money. Well, yes, you know why? Because you're going to be increasing the fucking economy because now you'll have to go out and replace all your fucking light bulbs and fixtures, which, of course, makes it look like, as always, the economy is getting better. And yes, LEDs have gone down in price and are cheaper. Name brands like GE and that are still a little outrageous. I use, honestly, with LEDs, I use who-flung-shit brands, basically. Um, can't, I can't afford, personally, to keep buying the name brand stuff, and they last basically just as long. It's like the difference between generic drugs and non-generic drugs. Now, of course, this asshole, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. President, they actually want to get incandescent bulbs off shelves by 2023. So I, I didn't even know about this. They're, they're cashing in on, I guess, the Obimbo proposal that never, I guess, fully went through. By the summer of this year, you will not be able to, in the United States, use your American God-given right, or, well, maybe, uh, you can't even say God-given right, um, through the sacrifice of our vets and people, you know, hundred year, 200 years ago, that gave you the right to choose what you feel is the right course for you and your family, can't do that anymore. Nope. That gets taken away because President Jumpin' Joe Magoo says by the summer of 2023, or at least his handlers say, by the uh, summer of 2023, you're not going to be able to find regular light bulbs anymore. They're going to be illegal, phased out. So, you know, if you have a regular light bulb, you're trying to sell a fucking house or something, trying to sell your parents' goddamn house. Why would you go and fucking outfit the whole goddamn thing with all brand new light bulbs? Leave that for the next person buying the fucking house. Nope. You're not going to be able to buy regular fucking light bulbs. Not at all. Which is hysterical, actually. Because there's, there's some products out there that actually depend upon regular light bulbs that you're trying to phase out. For example, uh, how about the industry that makes things like lava lamps? You can't use a fucking LED bulb in lava lamps. You have to use one of those halogen bulbs. Which, of course, uh, uses a lot of energy <laughs> for, to produce the heat. Well, those are going to be illegal too, I guess, because those are regular light bulbs. They're regular incandescent type of light bulbs. Uh, or, for example, how about, and, and this was a craze for a while, it might still be, all those uh, salt things, those sculptures, whatever the hell they are. I keep forgetting what they, they call those goddamn things. But they're made out of salt, and there's a light bulb in there, and the heat from the light bulb you know, heats it up and all that stuff. You can't put an LED bulb in there because it ain't going to do shit. 
at all has to be a regular light bulb or it's not going to work. So what do you say to those people working in those industry? Hi, your jobs are gone because your company can't make this product anymore because, you know, regular light bulbs are going to be illegal. Always the fucking Democrats just, you know, fucking people over left and right. While they say they're trying to create jobs, they're actually destroying fucking jobs. And I will stand corrected on something, okay? Because somebody is going to uh, jump all over me over this. The idea of switching to uh, regular to fluorescent bulbs actually started in the Bush administration, but really didn't get anywhere. But Obama did push it more. Now, of course, the administration's saying, well, LED light technologies has improved tremendously. Yeah, well, you still get that wonderful fucking orange glow that makes you look like Donald Trump, basically, with these bulbs. And yes, these LED bulbs can last three to five times longer than a, a regular fluorescent bulb and 30 times longer than a regular bulb. But, oh, and by the way, um, this is where the whole climate change thing comes in, too. LEDs release very little heat. Bull fucking shit! Now, yes, regular standard light bulbs get hot when you take them out. Have an LED light bulb on for a while, okay? And then go to take it out. The base of that motherfucker gets so goddamn hot it isn't funny. And you're trying to tell me these things do not generate heat? You're not wasting energy and it generates very little heat. Bull fucking shit. If you could practically burn your fingers from the base of the fucking thing, that's a lot of goddamn heat energy being given off. So you didn't accomplish anything right there. But of course, they mislead the public because they're not going to tell you shit like that. They're going to tell you stuff that the fucking mindless sheep here in America want to go with and believe and say, Okay, Mr. President, we'll follow you. That's exactly what happens with all you goddamn stupid mindless sheep out there that really believe, and this goes for Democrats and Republicans, that honestly believe the government always has the American people's best interest in mind. Fuck that. They don't. They don't at all. They have their own agendas in mind. The best interest of the people that line their pockets, that support their elections campaigns. That's what they have on their mind. They don't give a shit. There is not one politician that can sit there, take a fucking lie detector test when they sit there and say that they truly care about the Americans, citizen, the American worker. No, they don't. They'd fail the fucking lie detector test right away. But this bullshit about the light bulbs saying that, you know, well, now the government says, you know, what you can and cannot have in your house sort of has a faint resemblance to old Soviet Russia, doesn't it? But no, you know, social, Democrat socialism, no, that's not alive and well. I have fucking people that I went to school with fucking argue with me over this shit all the time. They're always trying to force the Americans to do things. And, and, and they feed you, you know, stuff that they say are facts that a lot of times is misleading or just one-sided facts. Look at articles that have come up um, in late, late quarter of 2022 about the debate about warm, being able to warm up your car or not. And you actually have, like, Department of Environmental Quality and the Department of Energy that actually chime in and is now telling American people that in the wintertime, it's bad for you to warm up your car. They said warming up your car causes in cold weather can cause long-term damage to the engine. First of all, engines are designed more scientifically and technically than they were back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, etc. Okay? 
All this stuff is factored in that cars are going to be started up in cold weather, and they're designed for such. So saying that you're going to do long-term damage, and you, and, the, and the automotive industry isn't even chiming in on this. That's the funny one. But, of course, that's because they all got bailouts from the government, so why should they chime in on this and, and disagree with the government on this one? But they're saying cars made after 1980 no longer need to warm up before driving. That driving your car after 30 seconds after you start your car is the best practice and best for your engine. Anything made after 1980, really? I remember I had a 1994, maybe? It was Dodge Caravan. I also had a 98 all-wheel drive Caravan. But on the older one, there's one thing I do remember in the wintertime. If you start this vehicle up and you didn't let it warm up, you would start it up. And if you tried to drive, you know, right away in, in under, you know, like within a minute... Okay, the fucking oil pressure gauge would go absolutely fucking apeshit. Actually, I have tried the experiment that I'm going to tell you about that they tell you to, you know, to do what you're supposed to be doing in the winter. I actually tried it on a um, 2019 Dodge Caravan, which has, you know, the whole digital thing that you could see the oil pressure and all that. And let me tell you, the oil pressure builds up to just about maximum level on the PSIs, I think it's like 100 PSI is the maximum, the warning limit that you could fucking blow your goddamn engine, you know, it should be averaging like 30, I think like 40 or something in a Dodge Caravan, and if you do this advice that they're telling you to do, and I've tried it on several occasions, goddamn thing, the oil pump, the oil pressure builds up to 100 to maximum that you could fucking blow your goddamn engine, but yet they're saying that's better for your engine, I don't get it. And again, the mindless pe sheep actually believe it. First of all, everything causes engine wear. That's why cars should have actually what diesel trucks have. Uh, diesel trucks actually have a thing called an hour meter on them that actually tells you how many hours that engine's been running and idling. Cars don't. So you could actually be buying a car that says it has 30,000 miles, but equivalent-wise with it running, might have the equivalent of 70,000 miles. You know, uh, look at, I'll give, uh, in our area with some of these communities that have security vehicles, and these vehicles turn on, uh, these vehicles are fucking on like 24 goddamn 7, but they hardly move, you know? So they have on engine hours, there's more wear on that engine than you actually know. The minute you start the fucking car, there's wear on the engine. They even have Firestone. Um, auto care at, at Toyota and that saying how starting your car in the wintertime and letting it run is bad for your engine. It does more harm than good. Your engine is running. So letting your engine idle at a lower RPM so it builds up uh, better oil pressure because the oil eventually will thin out and not be as thick, you know, because of the cold weather is actually worse for your car than jumping in your car, starting it, and within 30 seconds before the oil's had a chance to warm up and circulate properly, just go. That's supposedly better. They, they are, they're telling the American people um, that, and this is from a government agency, that the idling causes damage to your engine components, including cylinders, spark, heads, spark plugs, and exhaust systems. First of all, we're just starting a car causes damage. The minute you start a car, you're causing wear and tear. It doesn't matter if you're driving or not. They say that you need less than 30 seconds to get the oil circulating through your engine. They're saying idling a car can let the oil get stripped away from the internal 
parts of your engine. I, I, I don't know. I don't get this whole thing that it strips away oil from letting it idle. If it's building up oil pressure and the oil is circulating, how is that stripping away oil? I mean, their explanation for it is that because the uh, because the car is computerized when it's cold, the gas doesn't evaporate completely, and because of the sensors, it adds more gas to the mixture, and then some of it condenses on the cylinder walls and strips away the lubricating oil. But if the car is warmed up, <laughs> I don't get it. If the car is warming up, though, that sort of throws that whole theory out, because that theory only applies within the first you know minute or something that you're actually running the car you're forcing the car to warm up so by going from a low rpm at least in my mind i mean granted i've been a backyard mechanic since i'm 15 so what you know what the hell do i know i guess i'm not a ase certified i could have been but you know what do i know um in my mind sitting there starting your car and in 30 seconds stepping on the gas and suddenly you know doing 40 miles an hour going down the road on your car I think that causes more damage than letting it slowly warm up and letting the oil warm up because you're forcing it to warm up. And you're saying less oil means more friction. Yes, but if the oil is thicker than goddamn honey because it's 10 degrees outside, you're still trying to put let honey splash around inside the engine and it ain't going to be going far. But yeah, they're telling you to start up your car... And within 30 seconds, just drive off. This is actually what they're telling you, which actually goes against what owner manuals of cars tell you to do in regards to the warranties on the cars. Um, but I've tried this experiment, people. I've sat there and I've tried it. I've tried it on Dodge Caravan. I've tried it on a Mazda, an older Mazda Protégé. Um, I've tried it on a Volkswagen Touareg, which is related to the Audi Q5 and the Porsche Cayenne. And just looking at the pressure, you know, the oil pressure differences and how long heat takes, you know, it, I've gone and done their thing with the caravan, for example, like I said, and driven down the road and it took on a very cold day. It took approximately, I think it was eight minutes to get heat out of the vehicle. Well, me driving the vehicle at 40 miles an hour, it took eight minutes to get, start getting heat. And we're not talking heat, heat. To start getting heat. And the and that's forcing the engine to do a higher RPM. Where I went and I had the car start and let it idle. And I think it took 9 to 10 minutes maybe for heat to start coming out. Without forcing the car at a higher RPM. So all I did was basically save by driving down the road. You, you start getting heat. The thermostat opens up like a minute or two quicker. But again, you're forcing wear on that car because you're running that car at such a high um, PSI for oil that can't be good for the engine at all. But here's a funny one. <laughs> here's a funny one because again, they want to push on electric vehicles. First, for the morons out there, <laughs> the government says, well, for electric vehicles, this doesn't apply. <laughs> Really? Oh, wow. But the reverse. Here's the reverse funny part. If you have an electric vehicle, because electric vehicles use electric heat and they take 
energy stored from the batteries in order to create the heat, sort of like an electric heater, to, you know, heat up the cabin. With them, they're advising you that when it's cold out, to start your car and let it idle. To warm up their, <laughs> You have to warm up your car before you unplug them from the chargers. So, <laughs> you start your car and let it warm up for several minutes, which, of course, is wasting energy because you're sucking more electricity to recharge the battery because you're depleting the battery from running the car and trying to get heat out of it. So it's almost like a, I don't want to say oxymoron, but it's funny, you know, this big thing about saving energy and everything, and that's why we need electric cars, you know, but they're saying how don't idle your regular car, it's bad for the environment, bad for the car, but apparently um, running more electricity is good for the environment, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the last time I've seen electricity produced, you know, but just about all, the large majority of electricity in the United States is produced from electric companies that use coal or oil, that type of thing. I think coal and that, you know, to produce the electricity. So you're demanding more electricity. So how did your electric car really help the environment if you have to keep it plugged in so you have the energy to generate the heat? You can't just jump in and drive in the wintertime because you've already depleted the cr your battery down by trying to generate the heat while you're driving. Because after all, these idiots are investing in EV technology instead of hybrid technology. Hybrid technology would recharge the batteries. EVs don't self-charge themselves. Anyway... Again, the mindless sheep are going to sit there and fucking believe all this and take it, you know, as face value. Because some of you are just freaking morons. And speaking of morons and the whole saving the environment and that, we actually have the United Nations Climate Change Conference that takes place every year. Which is hysterical, actually. We talk about the environment, and the United Nations talks about the environment, how we have to save the environment. And what do you do? You hold a conference... Where these dignitaries, these people from other countries, jump on a jet plane and fly around the world to come to New York City to go to the United Nations. So, of course, you're these people that are saying that how the, all these other things are bad for the environment, cars are bad for the environment, light bulbs are bad for the environment, cows are bad for the environment. They are. There's actually a study on that as well the government's done. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll jump on a plane and pollute the air. And use more energy, more fuel, uh, to fly to go to a conference on climate change. Why don't you have a fucking Zoom meeting? Oh, like, they're, wow, they're, they're like, that's not, uh, besides being oxymoron, that's like being a friggin' hypocrite, basically. Anyhow, all these, uh, the FTSC 100 top companies vowed to achieve zero net emissions by the year 2050. That 82% of these companies agreed on it. Uh, Apple, Ford, Amazon, IBM, JP Morgan, Mars, well, all these things. And it all was about the climate change. But they're not being held accountable. I mean, in 2023, apparently, they're supposed to start holding businesses more accountable to the commitments. And they have to start proving that they are have an actual commitment, that they have an actual meaningful um, goal to try reducing their carbon emissions instead of just sitting there saying, yes, we agree to this and our company is going to go and, you know, try reducing emissions and, you know, we need grants in that to help do this. There's growing skepticism over ambitious, um, over ambitious, sorry, <laughs> uh, opaque and fraudulent climate pledges by a lot of these big American businesses. 
Now, of course, let's leave it to the Gen Zers and especially the Millennials survey said they 60% of Millennials that they did in the survey are willing to spend more for a product if it was a sustainable product. And two-thirds of them are more likely to work for a company with strong and meaningful, meaningful environmental policies. You know what all that means? It means good for the economy. That's right. You have millennials. You know, six, if 60% of millennials are willing to pay more for a product that's made by a company that has more of a green commitment and that, what are you doing? You're putting more money into the economy. Again, just falsifying the statistics that the economy is getting better. I mean, businesses have been pouring investments into traditional emission avoidance offsets, paying someone else to reduce future emissions to compensate for their own. And emission avoidance offsets include clean cookware projects and investments in renewable energy and, and things like that, uh, forestry protection. But I guess in 2023, there's supposed to be more accountability um, that... These traditional offsets are at best a distraction that doesn't count towards net zero and are basically fraudulent. And carbon avoidance offsets has been a cheaper way for these major American corporations to tick the box of sustainability, letting them spin a story about commitment and willingness to tackle the climate con uh, crisis. In 20, excuse me, 2021, more than $1 billion of offsets were sold. But now they're actually going to have pressure on these businesses that if you're if you're going to say that you are committed to making your company, you know, greener and that, then you need to start showing it, which, you know, while I don't agree with forcing businesses and all this stuff, but if they're making a pledge, well, then your business should be following through and not finding fucking loopholes to start passing the buck on to others, while at the same time pushing for the government to give you grants or and, and things like that to make your company a more sustainable business. It's such more more bullshit going on. And of course, who started all this? I'm sorry, but the fucking Democrats. It all started with a bimbo with all this goddamn stuff. But there's loopholes, my friends. Loopholes. Loopholes, loopholes, loopholes. And you could sit there and blame re the Republicans for not closing the loopholes. What about the fucking Democrats that were in office when some of these policies, when some of these things went into place and grants and shit like that? They allowed the goddamn you uh, loopholes. They're the ones that made the fucking proposals and the legislation out there. Blame them, my mindless fucking sheep. Better yet, look in the mirror. Blame yourselves. Because you're all following, like mindless sheep again, you're believing everything out there, you know, because a company says, oh yeah, we're doing it. You're believing it for face value. No one says you gotta prove that you're doing this. They're just saying they're doing it. Mindless sheep, this is what America has turned into, is a country of fucking mindless sheep that follow everything that major corporations say, follow everything that our government says, follow everything that entertainers, we follow entertainers, musicians, actors and actresses, performers, we follow and believe them more than we believe our kids and ourselves on things. It's amazing. We'll question ourselves and our families and our kids on stuff. But we won't question these these entertainers and these stars and that. No, because their word is golden. It's absolutely perverted and deranged how we've become in this country. It's rather fucking sickening. And, of course, the best part is somebody is going to turn around and say, um, 
Well, Frank, um, you know, you're wasting energy using your doing your podcast. You're goddamn right, and I'm fucking paying for it. But if you're going to bitch at me for that, bitch at everyone else that does podcasts out there as well. Anyway, I'm aggravated, and now my blood pressure is up. This was supposed to be something nice and quiet, but anyhow... Remember, friends, you can always reach out to me on my podcast listener feedback line at area code 570-503-6585 or send me an email at frankthelunatic at gmail.com or if you listen to me on Anchor FM and you happen to be on the webpage, you can actually click something there and leave me a voice message on there as well. As I always say, I, my friends, as always am Frank the Lunatic and, of course, I have approved this message. And for now, my friends, that is all I have to say about that. Birthday card, 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 birthday card